I'm George Kamidi, and you're listening to First Watch. Cybersecurity is a landscape constantly in motion. Threats change, frameworks evolve, new technologies emerge. How do leaders keep up? And how do they take that learning into the job to keep pace with business needs? Today, my guest is Gary Hayslip, industry veteran and global CISO for SoftBank Investment Advisors. He offers a perspective based on decades of experience. I had the chance to sit down with Gary during Black Hat this year to record this conversation live. This episode is the second of three interviews from Black Hat, so stay tuned for more. But for now, let's get into it with Gary Hayslip. Hey, Gary Hayslip, welcome to First Watch. Uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, so um, this is not your first Black Hat. Uh, been around the block a couple of times, I'm sure. Um, so I wanted to ask, as somebody who is a frequent conference attender, how are you... Uh, what is your recommendation for how you assimilate, you know, what you take away from these things, how you take them back to your team, how you apply them to, to practice? <laughs> I mean, this is like my 17th black hat. So it's like you see them, they've just changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, you know, I mean, honestly, you ask an interesting question because there's just so much the see and hear and you know and we actually joke that there's a conference inside the conference you know Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on outside and and speaking with vendors and talking with different companies and and seeing new technologies um some of the biggest things i recommend and i've done this with my teams as well who who attend is um you know be open to new ideas jot down some things that you want to see some things that you want to look for things that you're curious about before you get here um, if there are specific companies that you know are already in that space, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, jot them down as well, so that when you're here, you get a chance to visit them and, you know, and, and see what they're doing and see possibly some new things that might be coming out that you don't know about. Um, you know, I tend to carry a notebook around with me, and I'm constantly taking notes because I like to do research afterwards, mm-hmm. and I'll look things up, and you know, I might reach back out to the company to actually do a POC or take a look at you know something that they're doing, and then, um, and then typically like the speakers, I mean, there's just a plethora of people yeah. that are talking, you know, and um, obviously you can't attend all of them, and sometimes you know you may just you know you get kind of focused on one track you know, of, of talks and you're just happy for the, you know, for two days, you know, and, um, but again, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm taking notes. I'm, if there's, um, certain speakers that really like their content and what they're saying, you know, I'll do research as have they spoken in other places? Are they writing? Are Mm -hmm. they posting anywhere? You know, um, because I'm looking to see if there's other stuff that they've, they've done as well. So, I mean, you know, the biggest thing I, you know, pretty much tell my team is, don't come here and just sit, you know, get involved, walk around, ask questions, talk to companies, take notes, do research, you know, uh, make it interactive, you know, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, usually what we do is when we get back, we'll actually do kind of like an after actions lunch where we all oh, get yeah. together yeah. and we'll just talk about, you know, what did we learn? What did we do? You know, what was the funnest part that we enjoyed about it? Yeah, it's like the, uh, like the after action report just to, to get all of that. Yeah, it strikes me as, well, one, cybersecurity is always changing and so is constant learning. If you're not a student, it's really hard to, to progress. But these conferences can be overwhelming. Oh, I mean, yeah. it can be so stimulating. You can feel like this intellectual high and then, uh, you know, maybe 
two weeks after you're like sort of back in the inertia, <laughs> you know, and you don't know how to like, how, well, there was that cool thing. How do we apply that to our practice? Yeah. Yeah. You get back to real life and you're like, it was so cool when I was there, but I, now I'm like, okay, I don't know where to start. Right. Or, you know, does this even apply to me? And, mm-hmm. but that's where like, if you've taken notes and yeah. you know, the person that was talking or, you know, the, um, the demonstration that you set into, you can review and look at who was speaking and, and look at what company that was and you can reach out to them. Yeah. You know, or, you know, if you're, you know, in one of the professional organizations, you know, ISSA, mm-hmm. ISACA, ISC Squared, you know, OWASP, all these different, you know, organizations, you got that community yeah. you can reach out to as well and say, you know, hey, I saw this at Black Hat. Mm-hmm. This is what I liked about it. Is anybody else using this? Yeah, can and, I talk and, to you? And, and yeah, see maybe use them as a, as a hive mind. Like, yeah. I didn't get that track at all. I didn't get in the right time. My flight was delayed. Did anyone see that? Share that information. Yeah. And that and that's actually common in the in the CISO community. We're used to reaching out to each other and finding out, you know, who's doing this or would you recommend this or not. And um, so that's, you know, you get started early. Yeah, that's great. Well, I want to change tack from sort of the ephemerality of this conference to more business operations. I was listening to a couple of interviews you did. It sounds like you have a a pretty disciplined approach to involving other members of the business making sure that um, they understand what security is doing, things like that. I wanted to kind of dig in there and see um, what your approach is to, or your advice to other CISOs for how security can stay ahead of business transformation. So I ask that by dint of the fact that I often hear, you know, there was this decision to go completely to the cloud and so we had to do so but it always sounds if you dig in there it sounds like security is always in a reactive Mm -hmm. back foot position to the business operations and would love to see how we can anticipate that or be involved earlier so it's not like oh scrap all of the plans we talked about yesterday you know ceo coo and cfo want to do this so so we have to change everything yeah um well my thing is yeah i you know originally Years ago, I think about it, you know, years ago. Um, am I that old? You know, years <laughs> ago, um, that was pretty much security. You know, you just mm-hmm. kind of, you're in your box, you're doing your thing. Um, you would periodically report out, and every once in a while they would, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, throw some food at you, you're sitting in the dark, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, oh, now we're going to do this. You know, um, that's really not conducive to a mature security program. And over the years, as the role of the CISO has developed and security, I think, has become more of a, um, a strategic business practice. Mm-hmm. You realize, okay, if, if you're going to do this well, you need to go ahead and be out in front. Yep. You know, you need to be out um, and be involved. And a lot of it is understanding the impact of your security program and building trust within the business units, you know, to where they're willing to work with you and you're involved in the decisions they're making, the projects they're doing, mm-hmm. and everything else that is, uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's happening within the organization. And what I found is, um, in in several of my roles when I got there, I'm basically, you know, going ahead and um, having to deal with my predecessor, mm-hmm. you know, the person that I replaced, and that individual, you know. Uh, 
I guess you could say burned some bridges uh-huh. or you know did not play well with others you know and um, and so it, it really surprised you know the other departments where I'm like I'm doing an internal assessment and then I call them in to help me prioritize what the team should be working on so as I set out my strategic plan it's really tuned towards the mm-hmm. business and at the same time as I'm laying out issues and, and I'm having them see my thinking and what you know and what I think the impact is and which one should be important you know I'm I'm really trying to pull and get them involved because I need to know more about the business. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz one of the biggest things about cybersecurity is that you impact business. You you're a change agent whether you like it or not. Yep. You know, and as you put controls in place, as you mature your security program, as you work to get ISO certified or you're doing NIST mm-hmm. CSF or, you know, what other, you know, you know acronyms you want to go ahead and call for, you know, security framework, all of those impact the business in one way or another. You know, you can't do it all within your department within mm-hmm. your team. It's going to go be across multiple departments, multiple business units. Um, you're going to have to get their buy-in if you want to be effective. You know, so you need to start early. And so I try to get them involved in the beginning mm-hmm. when I'm just doing a baseline assessment to see what I've walked into as I'm starting my job. You know, in a new role. And you know, and at the same time, I'm building some goodwill. I'm getting to know them. I'm getting to know what projects they're doing, what things are important to them. Um, I'm getting to know their gripes and complaints and issues that they've had. Um, and then you kind of factor that in as you start reassessing your program and figuring out what you're going to work on for the next six yeah. months, 12 months, 18 months. And you know, and I purposely you know, involve the other business units because I do, I want to build that trust. I want to work with them within the business and I want them to see me as a partner. Yeah. And you raised a good point at the beginning about if you, if you came in and the culture was acrimonious between the business owner and security, and, uh, you may have to rebuild that trust. And it's not something that, you know, you weren't hired to rebuild culture, but you may have to reestablish that. Well, and the thing about it is, is you'll see a lot of times, um, you know, and I've, I've talked with fellow CISOs that were looking at a new role and, you know, hey, you know, they're, they're talking partnership this and they want us to, you know, be a, you know, a great advocate. And I'm like, okay, you need to find out the previous person in this role. Who did they piss off? Because <laughs> you know, you know, when they start saying partnerships, either the company is expanding and doing mm-hmm. a lot of M&A or, you know, they've had a lot of, you know, churn and you burn. Know, a lot of churn and you need to be aware of it just so that, you know, just, you know, at least, you know, coming in, you've got work to do. Yeah, that's a that's a good um, segue in terms of, you know, there's the technical aspect um, versus these uh, other business management processes in the role. So I was looking at the post that you put back on LinkedIn. I think it was a repost from a Medium uh, blog that you did summarizing some key learnings. And I, I wanted to ask you, looking back, what are some of the um, unexpected skills that you learned a CISO needs to have? And I ask that because um, those coming in, uh, it seems like this is my interpretation that you know all the technical certifications are these gates that they pass through, like CISSP, yeah. et cetera. And it, and it seems like I'm going to continue to grow my technical expertise and then I will grow into becoming a CISO. <laughs> 
and yeah. ha half of everything <laughs> that you just said doesn't involve yeah. technical expertise. So I, mean, I you know, and that's the, and that I think that's the, that's the you know the hidden secret of the job <laughs> is that you know the more senior you get in this role, you still have to be technical. Mm -hmm. You still have to understand risk and understand governance and compliance, and understand you know just systemic risk of how you know cascading effects you know, within technologies when you have, you know, incidents or, or if you have a breach, you know, with third parties. But there's a whole other side of that coin um, of soft skills. Mm -hmm. And it's dealing with people. It's dealing with carbon-based life forms, which aren't, <laughs> which aren't always agreeable, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, the more senior you get, the more important that becomes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, um, it's, there's also a lot of business skills in there as well, you know, where you have to understand budget. You have to understand you know, time management and project planning. And, you know, you have to understand um, being able to assess people and, you know, put them in the right roles so that you're able to execute and get things done, but also the right roles for them as well, mm -hmm. professionally, so they can grow as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and all of those things, you know, um, are skills that take time to develop. You know, it is like you go to school and you take a class on soft skills and woohoo, you get out and you're good <laughs> yeah. to go. Those are things that you, I mean, you actually, you have mentors that beat it into you. you have, yeah, and you, you fail know, at it a couple you know, of and times. You, and you <laughs> fail at it at times, you know, and uh, and you realize, man, I really suck at this. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big procrastinator. Why am I doing this? You know, and um, man, it is. I mean, you know, you have mentors who, you know, who work with you to help you fix certain issues. You know, you... You know, and I talk about um, in some of my articles that I've written on self care and self resilience and stuff. You have times where you got to have that kind of that dark moment of the soul where you go ahead and you look at yourself and you see all the good things you're doing and you see all the things that you know that you don't really like and mm -hmm. you start making lists of things that you want to fix and but you you got to make that effort. You know, um, that, that autocritical impulse might yeah. be the first soft skill because if you can't, if you don't have the self awareness that I'm bad at this, it's yeah. Pretty... And because the thing about it is, you know, and this is one thing I, I talk with sisters a lot is you got to be willing to go ahead and give yourself some slack and just mm -hmm. understand that you're not going to know everything. You need to be able to ask for help. You need to understand that this is cyber. We screw things up all the time. We break things all the time. Yeah, I, I think I heard a talk where somebody asked for a raise of hands as to, you know, who's ever like broken production and left the entire room. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, but that's okay. You just own it. Yeah. You troubleshoot it. You fix it. You go on about your business. You learn something today. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, obviously you don't want to do it again. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. You know? Hopefully you learn something. Um, but you know, but that's what I'm saying is, those soft skills they take longer, but they become more critical mm -hmm. the more senior you become, because of the fact that you you are you're managing people, not just teams within security. You may be managing teams in governance and mm -hmm. in risk and in audit, and you may be working with product teams. You know, and you know, and so you've got a lot of these, you know, these cross team functions that you're doing, especially in larger companies or in product companies, and. You know, and a lot of it's people based. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's, it's just, it is. It's just one of those things that, you know, I've, you know, I mentor. I'm mentoring like four different CISOs right now, and um, and that's one of the things I, you know, I always kind of throw in there as well, because it's like we all need it. Mm -hmm. The more senior you become, even you know, I've got several mentors, and I there's things I'm always working on.
you know, that I can do better. Yeah, I want to I want to dig into mentorship here uh, um, to round out the interview. So on one of those interviews, I, I heard you talk about like the role of mentorship in the CISO is also to like, you know, grow the talent inside of the organization. You may not be there forever. It's about finding the right place. So um, for the talent, you know, do they have the skills here? Sort of cultivate that. I, w- I want to talk about that, but in that larger business context, right? I, I don't really like the term human capital or resources, but that is inevitably a part of the, the business. And so if you could speak a little bit to like how you approach mm-hmm. uh, that in the role. Well, it's just, you know, and I think, I think for me, um, the way I approach it, a lot of it is, is my military training. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was a chief petty officer in the U.S. Navy and um, we're trained to take care of our people. You know, we're trained that it's a, um, you know, it's one of those things that you mentor and you develop your people professionally, you know, and the, and you're responsible for them. And so for me, I've always approached it that way in that, um, and I, and I've, you know, and unfortunately I've had, you know, teams that I've managed where I'm like, you know, this guy or this girl is amazing. They're at this level mm. with skill sets and everything, and they've got no place to go. They're topped out. I have mm. no other senior mm-hmm. role for them. You know, they can sit here for the next couple of years. And wait. <laughs> and wait, or, you know, there's just nothing here. Or they go ahead and they eventually, you know, jump to another role. And I've I've recommended that once or twice and, and told them, I said, look, this is probably what you should be doing next. You should be looking for an architect role. Oh, nice. You're at that level. Um, you know, I'm not going to hold it against you if you end up, you know, leaving and finding a role like that. I mean, I have no problem giving you a letter of recommendation if it's something that you want to do, or you can go ahead and stay here with the team. I've always looked at it, you know, from a career standpoint, it's just graduation. Yeah. Just moving, you know, and for me, it's, you know, many of the people that have been on my teams, um, you know, I follow them. I still mentor them. I've had you know multiple people who were with me on one team who later end up joining me on another team at, at yeah. another role. You know, and so it's kind of, you know, um, it's kind of that that community. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that you can go wrong by doing right by people. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's yeah. This community it, is very small, and you're gonna run oh, yeah. into the same people again. Yeah, and so I just kind of find it just one of those things. It's one of those responsibilities that you have, and. You know, in managing your teams, you know, your projects, your budget, everything is also the the aspect of, you know, the career aspect of your staff, you know, the, of the teams that, that you're leading, that, that you serve, and that, and understanding where they're at within their, their career areas that they need to work on and give them opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing about this is I've had people that were just brilliant from an engineering standpoint and who just told me straight up, I'm not interested in being a you know a CISO. Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to be a security engineer or a security architect. I like doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go talk to boards. I really don't want to deal with politics. I just you know want to stay at this level. Okay, you know you know that's what you want to do. Yeah, you know um, what the thing about it is is you got to be you know upfront with yourself and know that that's what you want to do. You know, and if you are the manager. You know the um, you know the CISO, the mentor, the you know the servant leader of of team members like that. You need to go. I usually build a matrix, you know, and I kind mm-hmm. of track their skill sets, their certs, their experience, and I know and I start you know I start kind of building out where they should be going. Oh, interesting. What they should be doing next, and then typically when I have one on ones with them, you know, I talk with them and find out, 
and kind of help them, you know, mind map where they want to go, oh. what they want to be doing next, what they should be working on next, you know, what skill sets, you know, they should be doing. And, um, and like I said, you know, sometimes, you know, it's with somebody else. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it isn't, you know, you, you're kind of delusional if you think you're going to build a security team and you're going to keep them forever. Yeah. You know, um, the best thing you can do is build a really good team that performs well. You know, you get your projects and, and all the stuff that you need to go ahead and do de- you know, done on time, you know, within budget, you know, and you're protecting your company and you help your people grow. And then, you know, th- and, you know as they grow and they move on, you bring, you know, other people move up and you you know, continue to build and manage your team. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, in the most pragmatic way possible, if they wanted to move on, at least you would be able to know that other than letting it sort yeah. of fester, resent, and then they just jump ship and then you yeah. got to... And the thing was, you know, and I've had those kind of discussions with, with my leadership teams where like, okay, who's staying? Who do you think's leaving? And I've told them, I said, look, I've got several senior level people that they're, they're stuck. Mm-hmm. We have no, you know, growth for them you know, because of, yeah. you know, and like, you know, like when I was at WebRoot, we were like, uh, okay, um, hey, we need to stand up an AppSec team. And so I, you know, we stood up an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, for some people. You know, hey, we need to do it. You know, we're, uh, we're continuing to build out the cloud security team. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's move some people over here and let's run in. We got two people that were, were already working on their cloud certs. They can go ahead and be working on, you know, so I mean, it's, you know, you, you got to have those kind of frank discussions. Yeah. You know, and um, and yeah, I don't like the I don't like that that human capital management thing either. I mean, they're people. Yes, you know, um, you know, they're not assets. Mm-hmm. Even though I know HR and everything, that's how you kind of look at it because mm-hmm. you got to look at the numbers. But you know, I when you're managing security teams, you're so close knit mm-hmm. and you work so close together. I've never really looked at any of my people as a number. No. Well, that's great. Um, I want to end with uh, a brief detour back to education, but kind of on a different note. So I saw the the post on LinkedIn where you tackled the ATAT giant Lego. But what I'm trying to get at is I think if you are reading all security stuff, all this, one, you might burn your brain out, but two... I'm a big believer that creative problem solving is combo notorial. You got to bring in a bunch of things. You mentioned systemic risks. You know, there's a lot of uh, historical accounts that can sort of help you see where people misstep. So I'm curious as to what are the other sources of reading or education that you that you look to or you have found useful. Um, you know, I read a lot of stuff on. Um, I read a lot of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff on history and mm-hmm. military history, you know, conflicts and stuff like that to better understand, you know, what happened and why. Um, I read a lot of science fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's always creative, you know. Um, so I mean, yes, I'm saying I've, you know, I've got four, uh, I've got four large bookcases in my office, you know, with probably close to a thousand plus books, mm-hmm. you know, that I've, you know, collected over the years. Um, and I'm always reading. That's good. You know, and it's just, and it's one of those things that um, I'm, never, I'm never reading one book. I'm usually reading yeah. two or three. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, and I find because of now the way my roles are, I'm always reading something business related. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've kind of dusted off my MBA and I've gotten really, really hot and heavy into using it over the last couple of years. And so, um, yeah, so I'm always doing stuff, you know, from a business standpoint, but I also like history and strategy. And I also like, you know, reading and seeing, 
especially you know, um, on a conflict side where things went wrong and mm-hmm. why. Yeah. You know, and not so much, okay, it broke here, but what were all the different pieces leading up to it and the, the telltale signs that this was coming and why things were missed. And, you know, and because a lot of that is, is almost systemic risk, mm-hmm. but in a macro scale. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I do, I find it fascinating. Um, you know, so I mean, yeah, so just a wide range Great. You know, of books. Well, that is a, that's a perfect place to end. Uh, thank you again for taking the time out of your, your black hat to sit down with us. Oh, no, I'm like, I'm happy to. I'm just roaming the floor and chatting with everybody. Just, just happy to see everybody. And we, you know, it's been great. Yeah, I like to uh, go up to people and be like, look, we have legs. We occupy three-dimensional space. <laughs> We're real people. <laughs> We're I'm not, not a Zoom person. Or a tiny avatar yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you again. Thank you. That's it for First Watch today. A big thanks to my special guest, Gary Hayslip. First Watch is a production of Safeguard Cyber with original music by Matthias Safaletti. Subscribe to First Watch wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay safe, stay strong.